Chad, you guys, we're here, we're here live with Jay Dyer. We're talking tech issues in the back end. I want to, I want to get confirmation from the audience how Jay Dyer, aka Young Boomer, how his, uh, how his audio sounds. First, let me, let me give you video. You guys can't even see this, can't even see that mug. Yeah, I mean, this is what you do. We all know you do this, Tristan. You delete the people who are coming on. You, you, you. You move them off of the screen, you make their audio low, you talk over them so that you can, quote, win the debate. I don't really know what you I have no idea what you're talking about, Jay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you, are you saying... Well, I mean, I've talked to a guy named Isaac from the internet. You may have heard of him, and we're both from the internet. That's, you just resort to tricks, dude. Like a trickster. Because you can't actually win the debate. You just have to pull tricks. I didn't realize this was a debate. I, I, I mean, we'd had some, we had a few rap battle interactions recently. I didn't realize that you were so butthurt that I slayed you in the rap game and that my album's killing it. Or, you know, it's projected to be killing it. Yeah. Try not to cry. Oh, Jay Dyer. Well, anyways, I've, I've seen um, you do what I would call as a form of uh, technical uh, audio technical violence to people is what I would wow audio technical violence okay well you, you make the guest or your opponent's audio really low you talk over them and then sometimes you even mute them because I think you're afraid of what they would have to say Jay I have no idea what you're saying dude what were you saying you were breaking up there I can't hear you I can't oh you're muted I'm sorry oh shoot yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me unmute you. Okay, go ahead, Jay. Tristan heard you. I didn't realize this was a debate, Jay. I thought we, I thought this was going to be a friendly exchange of ideas. No, it's not a debate. We're debating. We're here to maybe help heal you in a way because I I, I know you're a hurt person. I just want to know how you got so hurt. Dang, Jay, you're, you are you using you're using my own gaslighting tactics against me now. Is this what you're doing? And again, I, I talked to Isaac. We decided that we needed to kind of do a, a bit of an intervention for you. Wow. Wow. So here, all right, wait. I'm not, I haven't even looked at the chat yet. I got to see what the chat says about Jay's audio. What do you, how is Jay Dyer's audio here? Where is, where is the chat? The fact, 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 the fact. They say echo from Jay's voice sounds like a cathedral. Shoot. Shoot. I either have to put on audio, I either have to put on headphones or do this. Now, how, how does Jay sound now? The fact, the fact, the fact, the fact. The fact that I say should. The fact, the fact, the fact, the fact. All right. I think we're good now. Yeah. We're here. We're here. We got, we're together like, like it's 2030. Me and Jay Dyer talking about the great cosmic reset. Uh, Jay, hey, first of all, man, I, I like the uh, I like that show you did with Alex the other day with He Who Shall Not Be Named. He Who Shall Not Be Named before the most recent He Who Shall Not Be Named. When I'm not talking about the former president, who was the most recent one who shall not be named. We're talking about previous to that, the other one. Jay did a great show over on InfoWares. Oh, Info, over at InfoWares. You're talking um, about uh, T-Dump, right? T-Dump. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm glad you enjoyed the discussion with T-Dump Yeah, it was lovely It was lovely um, but Yeah, dude, what, what, what's going on, man? We're talking about the Great Reset, the Cosmic Great Reset today I want to tie this in to, uh, to kind of what's happening more on the, uh, the, the cosmological level The, the, uh, the, the level of worldview, where you are always taking it to And um, let's, let's talk about it, man The Great Reset, the Smart City Grid Transhumanism. I mean, it's been full steam. It's been full speed lately. I I don't even know where to start, man. I mean, we've got there's so many crazy things happening. We have uh, you know Klaus Schwab, the uh, World Economic Forum coming out in the open. Boris Johnson. Uh, we've been talking about the World Economic Forum for years, you and I, Jay. But now in the last in 2020, they took like a front seat. They kind of uh, revealed themselves as one of the driving forces of this uh, whole uh, emerging world order that we see now. And, uh, you know, let me, let me start with this. Look, Boris Johnson today. Let me play this audio from Mr. Mr. Boris Johnson. Where did that go? Uh, we got Boris Johnson telling us, telling us about what's really, right excuse me. By the way, uh, this one side note that yeah. is relevant to our discussion 
me and you and what's going on. Uh, I watched uh, several different Rockfin shows that were kind of out of the norm for me. Mm. Some of the more uh, kind of left-minded shows. I watched uh, some uh, Jimmy Dore, Combo Couch, mm. some of the other kind of popular shows over on Rockfin. And, and uh, the reason it was relevant is because uh, everybody is talking about undergoing the same things that you and I are undergoing on our channels. So actually everybody, not just on conservative, not just on liberal, anybody that's not a corporate 100 mouthpiece, right? They are being basically shut down. So their subscribers, people were getting two, three, 5,000 a week, a month. Now everybody's getting about one fifth of that. Yeah, uh, and that was across the board. So just to let you know that uh, it's definitely, probably mainly, I think, true-based content that we do. Yeah. Um, but it's not just. It's kind of like anything. I think to a degree, in varying degrees, any channels that are not 100% corporate Fortune 100. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, it's crazy. We've seen on this channel like an insane uh, level of shadow banning. You know, I mean, we were getting two to 3,000 new subscribers every month. And then at the end of 2019, with one of those adpocalypse sessions that went down, we just got completely smashed. And now they've been removing about 500 subs per month from the channel, which is, uh, you know, I mean, it's discouraging. It's obnoxious. But, you know, hey, we're that's why we're moving. You mentioned Rockfin. That's why tonight we're doing the second half Rockfin exclusive. So this first, the first half, we're gonna keep it YouTube friendly, right? We'll use the, uh, we'll use the the YouTube words. But over there in uh, on Rockfin, we can talk about what we want. You know, thank Imagine God. being able to to talk like an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have we, an adult conversation. Exactly. We don't have to self censor over on Rockfin. So you guys, second half of this is gonna be exclusive on Rockfin. Let me drop the link over there in the chat on YouTube, just as a reminder. Big shout out to the Rockfin crew. Uh, you guys on Rockfin are awesome. We got the chat flowing on Rockfin, and we are going live second half, Rockfin exclusive, and you can make a free account. You can watch it for free while we are doing this. You can watch it for free live, but then afterwards, it's going to exclusive premium content, so if you want to watch this on the replay for the second half, which we're going to be doing the deep dive on Klaus Schwab, on the, uh, on the rollout of the, uh, of the vaccine passports, a deep dive on transhumanism, and on the, the, the uh, steep slope, slippery slide that we're experiencing into this global technocratic new order that uh, is quickly trying to rearrange the very foundations of the way we live, right? Everything from the physical, biological, uh, and, and digital world are being merged into this one superstructure of total control. And this is something that Jay and I have been talking about for a long time. And I gotta say, doesn't it kind of suck to be vindicated these days, Jay? Does it not like I? I sometimes wish I could just, you know, hey guys, sorry, I was wrong. You know, it's all good. I, w- I was wrong, but that's not the case. Unfortunately, we're being vindicated all the time, and I don't, I don't like how it feels to be honest. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's sad because now it's getting down to the wire of the disagreements are no longer just friendly intellectual disagreement. Well, we'll just have to disagree to disagree. You've got your opinion, and I've got. Now it's getting to the point where, like, the decisions that we make are going to really affect our health and our soul, right? I mean, it's getting serious. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Well, what's sad is, you know, you see friends and family that just fall for the stuff hook, line, and sinker. And it's almost like it doesn't matter how much you inform somebody. The it, They don't care. People don't care. People want to be tr- – they want to be cool. They want to, like, fit in with the trends, and they want to feel like they're a good global citizen, and they want to feel like they're a part of this – you know, great battle. You know, these people legit think that they're saving the world by wearing masks and shooting themselves. And if themselves you don't up. do everything, whatever the latest update of the week is, it can change each week. Be oh, totally yeah. inconsistent. If you don't follow the latest update. You are a murderer. Yeah, dude. We went. We went. To, uh, we went a little road trip last weekend, like last half a week. And uh, there's some areas where you'd be driving through, like rural areas, right? And most people in cars, you see 90% of people in cars in some of these areas, masks all alone, right? Or like a family in cars, all four of them with their children with masks. It's, uh, it's completely insane. So, um, 
Yeah, all right, check this out. We got Boris Johnson. Got this clip of Boris Johnson. You'll be able to hear this, Jay. The audience will be able to hear this. Here we go. It is very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers, in hospitalizations and in deaths and in infections, has not been achieved by the vaccination program. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement in, uh, in, the, in the, uh, the pandemic and in the figures that we're seeing. And so, uh, yes, of course, the vaccination program has helped, but the bulk of the work in reducing the disease has been done by the lockdown. But yeah, so it's the lockdown. The lockdowns are working, everybody. The lockdowns are working. This is why the numbers, the cases are going down, right? Which, of course, can be inflated at any given moment by simply testing more people. You know, it just occurred to me, one way to get these numbers down is to have less people. What? You mean like, like, you mean like getting the, the CO2? The people down, there would be less cases of the COOF. Okay. And then also, you know, hey, you'd also have less carbon dioxide, right? Toxic carbon dioxide, less livestock. We all know that uh, the, one, the only thing that's worse for the planet than people are the resources on which people de depend for their livelihood and for feeding their families, right? The only thing worse than human beings are the foods that human beings require to stay alive. Hmm. hmm. What, a, what a surprise. Now, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Boris Johnson today. Um, I don't know. You, I'm sure you know Jay, but I don't know if you guys in the audience know that his father is a guy named Stanley Johnson. And Stanley Johnson is a well-established member of the kind of Anglo-American establishment. Stanley Johnson has been advocating for, guess what, every, every global elite's favorite uh, uh, dinner table conversation piece, depopulation. You know, the, oh, the world is overpopulated. Stanley Johnson was talking about overpopulation 40 years ago. He was writing about it in the 1970s, working with the UN, and he wrote books on how the world is overpopulated, and he was kind of like a British version of uh, Paul Ehrlich almost. So yeah, it, it connects right there. And of course, you know, the more lockdowns. And what do lockdowns do? They make people miserable. They destroy them economically. They destroy their ability to feed their families. They destroy their abilities to actually uh, you know, move freely. And this, of course, all ties in with the future planned smart city grid and all this stuff with this future technocracy, which is not future anymore. Right? It's right here. It's right now. It's ubiquitous and it wants inside of us. It doesn't only want to uh, control external situations. Internal situations are going to be under control of this technocracy as well. And uh, we're going to be getting deeper into that in the second half, guys, which is going to be Rockfin exclusive. But um, yeah, Jay, have you? I, I wanted to ask you I'm trying to get a copy of Stanley Johnson's book. Um, and anybody in the audience, if you guys can get a, a copy of Stanley Johnson's book on population. I'm to get a, a bunch of big Johnson t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Not that kind of Johnson. Um, Do you remember big Johnson t-shirts? No, I, I'm not. I'm not a boomer, man. I'm a, I'm a millennial. No, those existed in the 90s, Tristan. This, look, I barely existed in the 90s, Jay. I was, I was uh, three years old in 1990. <laughs> you, just, you just maintain the confused face. You I'm got gonna to add that up in my head, and I don't. I'm just gonna forget it. I don't understand. It. That means three, 1990 minus three would be 1987. You could deduce yeah. the okay. year that I was. You're born gonna there. just. I mean, if I talk, you're gonna talk over me and, and probably ban me or delete me. I mean, that's what you do with people <laughs> like Isaac who challenge you and give you real run for your money. So we we know how you operate. So I'll just I'll just let you run things, Tristan, because <laughs> oh, I know I know you can't stand to be challenged. I'm sorry, Jay. Did you did you have something to challenge me on? I, I'm sure um, I'm sure you have some really important things to say about about Johnson's big Johnson T-shirts. Yeah, I'm sure you've never heard of No Fear. I'm sure I'm sure you've never heard of uh, Ed Hardy gear. I mean, uh, all of those things. You've never heard of those. No, I'm not. Do you want to? Is this what we're debating? We're debating '90s fashion. I mean, I, I know. I know uh, Skechers, you know, Skechers. Um, remember IS pants, like the big, big, fat, wide, wide pants, wide leg pants. You could fit two legs in them. Are you, are you, are you like insinuating that I actually didn't live during the 90s? Are you trying to, are you? I, I'm, I thought you did. And now I'm confused because you're talking like you didn't because, oh my. I mean, 
you're acting as if you don't know about things that everyone in the 90s knew about. <laughs> okay. I'm I mean, did you have a Malcolm X hat? I was under the impression you did. Was that a they 90s? Were popular in the 90s. Was that a 90s thing? Malcolm X hats? Man, this is, you see, you learn. 91, you learn, 92, 93, every rapper had a damn Malcolm X hat. Malcolm X shirts, pants even. There were pants. Malcolm X pants? That's what he's doing on the pants with the, the hands and the eggs? Okay. Well, hey, you learn something new every day, guys. Um, that's it. That's the show. We're done. All right. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Um, should do a whole show on 90s trends and fashion. Be- I would rather talk about that tonight, dude. I'm sick of all this stuff. Like, I'm at the, I'm at the point with some of these topics where it's like, I'm just... I'm sorry. Know. I know you're trying to be serious. I, but I, I didn't know it. I don't know much about Boris Johnson other than he's, you know, a fake right winger. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'm gonna do a deep dive show on his dad a little bit later on. But you know, of course, his dad obsessed with overpopulation, wrote books about killing everybody, and uh, you know, spreading yeah. right and, and family planning and stuff like that. And actually, he even suggested using um, more normalizing homosexuality in order to decrease population. You know, these ideas of changing the mode of uh, you know, people's living in general ways in order to decrease population, including economic measures, right? Which is a major factor that this, uh, this, the COOF pandemic is, is bringing about, right? I think a lot of people don't understand that those are prerequisites. They're dogmas that you don't, if you don't believe all of those dogmas, you can only rise so high in society, yeah. right? So to get to the level of even a public servant, so-called Boris Johnson or a CEO of a you know Fortune 500, 100, you pretty much have to accept the dogmas of the establishment, or you you don't you you don't you can only go kind of so high. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this and this of course is coming from somebody who's relatively high in the establishment, Mr. Jay Dyer here. Uh, he uh, Jay Jay would know. But uh, no, I'm kidding, guys. People take some of our some people actually take our jokes seriously. We'll just be. They can't talking. tell when you're when you're making joke banter. I know. I, I know some of you think that Jay actually does bathe in, in uh, you know sheep and sheep milk, and that he has the the help is outside milking his ten thousand sheep so that he can bathe in the, the sheep milk later. But no, Jay is not. Jay is not as. Uh, I have a stable of servant boomers, and then the boomers actually have a stable. Yeah. Of underling servants under them that serves them, so it's like a rigid hierarchy here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, so yeah, we got we got um, you know something I think that you've documented really well lately, Jay, is the uh, the kind of transition that we're seeing the <clears throat> the uh, the worldview that's been guiding this transition, right? The worldview of the elite, the worldview of the international elite. The history of like this depopulation rhetoric is kind of fascinating. Like, where where would you say this this idea of the need to reduce human population in order to get this global utopia um, and technocracy start? Like, what what is this grounded in? Right, what, this whole idea of like we're going to kill people and that's going to make the world better. Where the hell did this start? Well, ultimately, it goes back to the devil. Uh, his rebellion against God, and thus he hates anything that's of God. Man is made in the image of God, and so the very existence of man, as Orthodox, we say, testifies to Christ because man is made in the image of Christ uh, in, in our theology, which is unique. So, therefore, the, the Satan immediately hates man for that for that very point. Uh, so anything that reflects the image of God, Satan hates, right? And so that's one impetus to destroy the human race. The other impetus is, of course, that his enemy, the Logos, Christ, who made him, took on human nature. And so anything that bears that stamp of the Logos the divinity, right, ultimately it's an attack on Christ. And so um, that is a powerful explanation that has a lot of... Uh, has a lot of explanatory power that mm. other worldviews can't explain good and evil. They can't give a grand narrative. They can't explain the history of man, the future of man, where man's going, what man's meaning is. It's all meaningless, right? And yet they want to at the same time 
positive grand narratives. Oh, we're all evolving out of muck into becoming gods, but also we're meaningless and we're nothing and we're just pawn scum. And it's all just total double think and contradiction and, and intended to uh, cause a dissociative state. In fact, I know this is kind of passe for stuff we talk about. Everybody knows about 1984, but uh, Jamie and I rewatched the movie, which yes, I know it's not as good as the book. I know we've all read the book, but it's probably been a long time since we read it, right? I read it years ago um, after I was already woke. I read it and, it and it stood out. Even watching the movie, it, it just powerfully was, it was like watching a whole new movie because I saw so much more and it's all real now because one thing you notice about O'Brien when he's, when he's got Winston strapped down and he's trying to mess with him is that O'Brien makes it very explicit that he hates humanity. He's like, it's not you that's the problem, Winston, it's man. And he says, even me, he says, I hate myself. Mm. And he says, I'm going to trample on you and I'll be trampled on. And I accept it because I hate humanity. And so I think the more I think of O'Brien is one of the greatest fiction villains of all time because he expresses that real satanic sentiment and that's the real, the real origins of this. You could pick any century, but it goes back obviously to a spiritual battle of good and evil. The Greeks, of course, you know, they have their own version of this in a demonic way where they want to balance, uh, you know, the, the number of living beings on mother Gaia and you can't have too many humans or it'll be imbalanced. And mm. so you get population control in uh, Plato's Republic. All the world empires have typically had some doctrine of how the elite have to control the population via their caste system. Um, and really, you know, the Bible, uh, the Christian worldview kind of invades that, right? It invades that, that yeah. satanic world system and it posits something, you know, completely different that man has made the image of God and man has dignity on the basis of being made in the image of God. Uh, yeah. If he's just pawn scum, he doesn't have dignity. And so that's the root of it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the root of it. Now, and you just did a stream over on Orthodoxy First talking about the book Nihilism, the Root of the Revolution of the Modern Age. Uh, I think that's a great book. I wouldn't have read that book. I think I heard about that book from one of your reading lists a few years back. But that book was uh, really instrumental in kind of helping me to see the deeper theological underpinnings of this. And maybe not just see it. These are things that I think all of us actually do to a certain extent, see and experience and live within. But it's so hard to articulate a lot of these things. And without, you know, a, a solid foundation in history, uh, philosophy, a lot of people, I think, struggle to really articulate what it is they see, experience, and feel. And uh, so that's a great book by Father Seraphim Rose. Anybody out there, uh, I, I highly suggest you check out Jay's stream that he did today with Orthodoxy First, talking about that book, and also read the book, Orth um, not Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future, but that's a great book. Uh, Nihilism, the Root of the Revolution of the Modern Age. Fantastic book by Father Seraphim Rose. There you go. Yeah, it's a great book. He does a presuppositional critique of modernity. So he kind of begins with the Enlightenment, revolutionary ethos, uh, the, the French Revolution, the Masonic revolutions of the 17th, 18th, 19th century, overthrowing all the monarchies, putting into place this so-called ideal democratic republic across the world. Why, ever wondered why all of the governments in the world, you know, 300 years ago were monarchies and then suddenly, for the most part, right, suddenly what, within a few centuries now, they're all democratic republics? Uh, what? How did this happen? Oh, I guess it's just chance. It's just, it just, it's just accidental that the Masonic philosophy, which permeates the entire world, just accidentally happened to instill the Freemasonic ideas of the Republic of a democratic Republic across the whole world. Well, it's not an accident. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, Freemasonry is really just a front. It's a, it's a, it's a tool. It's been used by, um, elites basically to make it very simple. And it's a good tool for doing many things, but mainly for instilling um, a new order, right? So you go back to Blavatsky, and you know she talks about the new order of the ages, Novus Ordo Seclorum, and a lot of what she says is very similar to what Albert Pike says in Morals and Dogma, right? That we're yeah. going to have this global order based on uh, uh, reason, based on principles of 
pure naturalism, and by that he, he uh, they mean anti-supernaturalism, right? So, yeah. so atheistic, nihilistic revolution. Materialism. The great thing about Paul Sefer Rose's book is that he talks about the progress of the stages of revolution that you get at the time of the Enlightenment, this sort of uh, positive, progressive utopian, oh, we're going to build this great free society, no more superstition, it's going to be built on a, 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 you know, human reason, the power of the human mind, human dignity. And then within a few centuries, this all just completely collapses and like an Ouroboros eats itself. Mm. And the scientism establishment born of this enlightenment turns on itself and says, no, there is no knowledge of the external world. We're totally skeptics. In fact, knowledge as it's conceived of in terms of justified true belief is impossible and doesn't exist. Now we're just literally just doing Pavlovian, Watsonian operant conditioning. So there's no such thing as knowledge. There's just data, science, facts, scientism. So right. There's, there's not even that, like an internal state, right? The behaviorists, they don't even believe that man has an internal no, no soul, condition. No spirit. Yeah. Although, by the way, as I've said, uh, you know, if man has no soul and no spirit, then why does it have to be stamped out? Dr. Bertrand Russell says, stamp out man's soul, man's spirit. Yeah. Well, I thought it doesn't exist. Why do you have to stamp out something? Well, they'll, they'll say, well, it was just programmed through, you know, years of training. You've been trained to believe this, and we're going to condition you to, be, to believe and behave otherwise. Right? The changing images of man, right? Stanford putting out that document, the changing images of man led by uh, uh, Joseph Campbell helped to put that, that together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and this was, what, 1972? Two that they began that project. And remember that in the Millennium uh, Futurist book that I got a hold of, uh, Willis Wallace Harmon, Willis Harmon, whatever it is, his whole essay in there is about how in the future you will be uh, classified as essential and non-essential workers. He wrote that in 1982. Mm, mm. And which I mean, that's straight up genocide language right there. Essential, not essential. Essential to who? Essential to you know the state to the to the organizing principle, which is a it, it's not an elected state. It's yeah, no are you essential to Gil Bates and class? Yeah. Right. Right, so we we transcended democracy and moved into technocracy, <laughs> right? And, and and you mentioned Freemasonry, like the root, the underpinning uh, uh, theological assumptions of Freemasonry. If you read you know Albert Pike, if you read Manly P. Hall's like the secret teaching of all ages. It's yeah. a Luciferian doctrine. It's actually right. Gnosticism, right? Manly P. Hall has an entire chapter in his book about Gnosticism. Eventually, uh, Luciferianism is Gnosticism. Now, let's, let's go ahead and contrast that, right? I mean, you talked about man being made in the image and likeness of Christ, man made in the image and likeness of God. Now, what does, what, how does Gnosticism twist and invert this? And how did Christianity uh, actually uh, kind of flip this on its head and create such a problem for you know this this previous world order that was run through right you know occult Gnostic uh, orders through you know human sacrifice cults through you know these these demonic um, very often Gnostic but very often just bestial philosophies. What what is Gnosticism and how is this differing from the Orthodox Christian worldview? So the the easiest way to understand the Gnostic idea is inversion. Uh, so basically, anything that's in the Old Testament is inverted. That's the action of the evil false god, Jehovah. And then Jesus is turned into some kind of like a salvific freedom fighter or like a symbolic figure of Christ consciousness or uh, some kind of guy who's there to free you from this evil god of the Old Testament. So the, the sort of first proto-Gnostic uh, could be somebody like Marcion. Marcion is one of the early church uh, heretics who, at about 150, 160, um, kind of came up with his own arbitrary canon of the Bible. And he said, uh, I don't accept any of uh, the Bible except for a couple of things Paul wrote and maybe the Gospel of John. And then the whole Old Testament is this evil God. Uh, so he wasn't the only quasi-Gnostic. There were other groups. Some people will say that Simon Magus of the, uh, in the book of Acts is the first so-called Gnostic. A lot of that speculation, but regardless, uh, uh, one of the church fathers, uh, St. Irenaeus, he wrote a big fat book called Against Heresies in 180. And the first several hundred pages of Against Heresies are basically just cataloging all of the Gnostic sects of his day. And what's interesting is that they have a pretty varied bunch of different beliefs. Some of them were very ascetic where they would you know kind of forbid you to eat this or that or have a wife or 
marriage, et cetera. Et well, cetera. almost all of them did. Almost all of them would forbid marriage. They would look at marriage and procreation, reproduction as terrible, right? Like it's, it's well, some of them were uh, they, they would forbid marriage, but what I was saying is some of them were less were very pro licentious. Mm-hmm. So they would actually sometimes uh, advocate for antinomianism that you could sin and do whatever you wanted to uh, if you were among the elect, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't matter, right? So, um, and if you read against heresies, he, he, he mentions that amongst some of the groups who practiced that crazy sexual stuff, orgies and whatnot, and then other ones were very ascetic. So there was, there was all kinds of, there, mm-hmm. all the above. What they shared in common was basic things like salvation is a special doctrine of gnosis that you, you learn these secret oral teachings. Yeah. Uh, and you can only get those secret oral teachings from the hierophants of the cult. Right. Yeah. So just like uh, Freemasonry, uh, right? Through a process of initiation or through a process of enlightenment, you can reach higher states of being and ultimate power over your surroundings and over the universe and become basically right. God through right. knowledge, secret knowledge, the secret sauce. Right. And so there's a whole bunch of, there's the Valentinians, there's the Sethians, the Sethites, the uh, Marcionites. There's, a, there's tons of different sects. But one thing that they tended also to have in common, not all of them, but most of them, they saw the serpent as a liberator. So the serpent yes. in the Genesis narrative becomes a liberator because, as we said, if, if Jehovah of the Old Testament is the mean creator God who's imprisoning you in this world, then the serpent who's fighting him is a good guy. Right? He's wanting you to eat of the tree to free you. Right. So they invert the narrative of Genesis. That was one of the key factors. And they make the serpent into a liberator. And then they recast Jesus into being this, this uh, like I said, another type of liberator, Gnostic figure who, you, you, hippie Jesus. Jesus yeah. fought the system, man. He was like, years like he was like, like organized religion is like for like Pharisees or whatever. Jesus fought that dude. Like the yeah. typical kind of bullshit that you know, any any stoner, you know, DMT type guy says. That's kind of a basically what the Gnostics thought. And so even though And Jesus early, wasn't divine, Jesus was a man who reached a high level of gnosis. Right, and like some of the groups, especially modern Gnostic types. Oh, you know, Jesus went to India, dude. He went to yeah, India. he went to India with Egypt. Kicked it with Sadhguru, and Sadhguru taught him all the secret, you know, doctrines of depopulation and the, uh, you know, whatever, whatever stupid, uh, whatever beliefs they happen to be cherry picking and uh, and claiming to believe at the time. That's what Jesus was doing at the time. That's what he was looking into. He was meditating. Yeah, one thing that Irenaeus says is a key factor for uh, discerning in his day the true church from the false church. Irenaeus says in Against Heresies, it's either book three or book four, but he says, the true church doesn't have a secret doctrine. In fact, all of our doctrines are public. We have a public creed, and everybody learns the same things. Now, there's difficult theological things that, that do exist in the church and whatnot, sure. But it's not a secret doctrine. It's all public. You can go read all the, here's the church fathers right here. Right here's 38 volumes of the church fathers uh, for the first seven centuries. We can go read what they wrote. It's not hidden. It's not secret. Yeah. It's public information. It's all on the internet now. So there is no secret doctrine of the church, and that's one of the key things as long as well as the Bible, as well as tradition, as well as absolute succession that sets the, the Orthodox Catholic Church over against the Gnostic fake Catholic Church, and that the Gnostics would present themselves as fakes. In fact. In the 20th century, Alistair Crowley himself was involved in setting up a fake Catholic church called the Gnostic Catholic Church. Mm. So there have been many instantiations of the, the rehashing of the Gnostic errors. A lot of today's Protestant sects, a lot of the cults, they just rehash a lot of these old ancient heresies. But that's the, base, the, the basic yeah. idea is that man will attain salvation, salvation, through gnosis, through knowledge, through learning the secret, who learn the mysteries, who are going to teach you the mysteries of alchemy. Yeah. And it's all baloney. Right? Mm-hmm. It's all a bunch of scams. It's all a bunch of demonic stuff. Uh, and it's the opposite of what is biblical theology, what's the consistent New Testament presentation. In fact, in, the, in the, my talks I was doing on the Gospel of John, one thing that we highlighted, this makes no sense for Marcion and the Gnostics. They like the Gospel of John for some reason. But you read the Gospel of John, Jesus is constantly referencing the Old Testament. Mm. He says the, the the God of the Old Testament is my father. <laughs> I mean, it's a total 
totally refuse right there. Oh, no, bro, bro, Jesus never claimed to be God, bro. He never claimed to be God. Like a lot of people, <laughs> you hear that all the time. People claim yeah, themselves. It's in every chapter of John so far that we've gone through. Dude, there you got you got the people on on the internet, the internet guru, fake Christians. Oh, Jesus never claimed to be God, man. I, I follow Jesus. I follow Jesus. It's all it's always the same with these cults, right? Like I I know how to properly interpret all phenomenon in the world. I have the secret. I mean, it's this intense state of of prelest, right? It's like I I know I. I got it. I read the Bible. I got tingly feelings. My, uh, you know, I got, I got a tingle in my taint when I read the Bible. So therefore, I know what's true, and I understand the secrets of it. It's, it's always the same thing through the ages. It's the same distorted yeah. message. Two, I did a talk a couple of years ago on uh, the Gnostic view from from Irenaeus's presentation, and mm-hmm. I actually did a, a debate with a Gnostic. I don't know if you if you remember that, but I went on A and by Gnostic Radio and uh, I debated that. Gnostic boomer dude, Scott, whatever his name is. I, I call him the Gnostic boomer. So. I didn't. I didn't see that one. Oh man, you gotta watch it. It's, it's pretty. It's a pretty funny debate. But yeah, um, two two things that uh, are kind of the key points of departure, the crucial elements between Christianity and the Gnostics is the doctrine of creation. So for us, creation is a good thing. Um, Jesus, right, created the world. He is the creator. He's the second person of the Godhead. The whole Trinity obviously created the world, but uh, Jesus had a special role in creation as the Logos. And that sets us off against any Gnostic position because they do not believe that the created order is good. Created order is a prison, right? Mm. So they locate evil in the created order, in the physical world itself, typically. Yeah. The other the other doctrine is, as, as I said, it, obviously anti-Trinitarianism, and, and they don't believe in Jesus as the second person of the Godhead becoming incarnate and dying for us. So they're going to have a defective heterodox Christology. Jesus becomes a symbol, as we said, of liberation, a symbol of kind of an ascended master, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the two key points where Gnosticism is directly contrary to uh, Orthodox Christianity. Perfect, man. Yeah, that was, that was a fantastic explanation there. So yeah, this idea of matter being bad, matter being something that we have to transcend. If we just discover... If we zoom in or zoom out far enough, we're going to discover the secrets of matter. We're going to find the secrets of life. We're going to unlock the great mysteries of life, right? And when you read guys like uh, some of these modern technocratic Gnostics like Klaus Schwab, this is what these people are saying, right? Like uh, you know, you've been covering the Fourth Industrial Revolution book uh, as well as the uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset book. And when you read these guys, this is what they're saying. They're telling you that we're going to transcend our bodily prisons by you know merging the physical biological and digital worlds in order to stop death right you you shall not die you shall be Bro, as gods uh, dude, i love it when you when you do your character and your your dmt guy and you're like <laughs> we're all gods dude but we're also nothing <laughs> right. this is, that's what it is right we're, we're nothing we're all nothing we're just like we're just we're pond scum but we're gods dude yeah yeah we evolved from we evolved Something evolved in nothing evolved into something, and then we we just climbed up the evolutionary ladder, and here we are. We take the reins of of evolution. We're gonna run the show now, and we will be, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be the cosmic coomers, right? We're gonna be we're gonna upload ourselves into the cloud and just become the cosmic coomer inside of Pornhub, and we'll all just play, you know, we're all we're gonna listen to Pink Floyd and coom all day on Pornhub. And, uh, and, you know, just play Dark Side of the Moon, watch Dark Side of the Floyd on acid for the rest of our lives, bro. And then we'll make clones of ourselves in the digital world. It's like these, these ideas sound so insane, but these are, the, these are the people who are actually plotting out the next steps that uh, they see humanity taking, right? People like Klaus Schwab, people like Ben Goertzel, uh, the creator of Sophia the Robot, right? who even named this, the robot this new creation that he creates and, and, and you know, this AI robot that he creates. Which is Gnostic. Sophia, the pistis Sophia, that's out of the Gnostic gospel. Exactly. Exactly. So if you guys, I did a stream on Gnosticism and transhumanism recently. Uh, we're taking a deep dive with Jay on these same topics. Um, yeah, here, let me come over to the chat real quick, see what's going on with the chat. We got a couple of super chats here. Thank hey, you guys who are supporting via super chats. First of all, thank you so much to the supporters over there on the Streamlabs links in uh, in YouTube. We got tons of support today. We're getting we're getting big tips over there on Rockfin. So let me first of all, Spring Breakfast tipped on Rockfin. Spring Breakfast tipped this like yesterday or two days ago. 
$50 tip, big old fat tip on Rockfin. Thank you so much, Spring Breakfast. You guys are on YouTube. Pull up a tab for Rockfin. We're going deep on the slippery slope into technocracy, into, uh, into allowing yourself possibly or being tricked into allowing yourself by these insane uh, technocrats to, uh, to become basically military hardware, to become a consumer electronic product. And we're going to get into uh, Jay's research on Klaus Schwab, the fourth industrial revolution, and talk about some of these events that have been happening. I mean, they're normalizing brain chips now, right? We're going to have to chip you. We're going to have to chip you because we're going to have to save the planet. We're going to save you from the virus. We're going deep into these things, uncensored, live on Rockfin, second half. Their link for Rockfin is in the description of the YouTube video. If you're watching live, you can go over there, watch it free on Rockfin. After the live broadcast, it's going to premium content. So be, uh, if you like the content over there on Rockfin, where we have tons of premium content, you got your boy Jay Dyer here up on Rockfin. You've got a bunch of other people. Who else is up on there? Tri uh, Sam Tripoli, uh, Jason Burmas. You got uh, Richard Grove. You've got uh, you've got tons of content creators over there, and you get access to all their stuff if you hit the subscribe button over there on my channel. And uh, that's how we can actually support the work we do here, right? Guys like Jay Dyer and me, we are 100% supported. Our streams are supported by you guys. We don't have that big foundation money. We don't have the uh, that open society foundation money. Uh, I get a little Rockefeller Foundation money every now and then, but that's it. Right, that's all. Just a little bit of Rockefeller Foundation, a little bit of that Ford Foundation cheddar. But you guys, for the most part, other than uh, <clears throat> you know the, uh, the the Royal Institute for International Affairs, shout out to the Royal Institute for International Affairs. They sometimes sponsor the streams, but for the most part, it's you guys and Nike, Moderna, Pfizer, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Shout out to our sponsors over there. But for the uh, most by part, by the way, my condolences on 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 uh, the passing of yeah. Of the of uh, the Duke of Kent, by the way, I know you're upset. I just call him Dukey. Uh, yeah, Dukey's out. It's uh, it's sad. Sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah. Again, shout out to our former sponsor. Well, I mean, you know, hey, anything is possible. We know reincarnation is true, so maybe he will come back as uh, yeah. um, a, the the next strain of Kufid. Yeah, he Bill, wanted to come back, and yeah, maybe he'll come back as the next strain of Kufid. Bill Gates willing. Bill Gates willing. Um, so here we go. Let me read this one over here. He, we got a call out for you, dude. You're getting called out over here, Jay Dyer. We got spring breakfast tip 50 bucks. Says, Dear Lil AIDS, please destroy the oppressive cis male young boomer. He's been slandering the trans community and he must be stopped. He doesn't seem to understand the intersectionality of being a trans vegan, a trans woman. Shout out to me. Uh, AIDS haver. That's, that's right. Trans AIDS haver. Living in a mud hut in the mountains and how he continually insults and belittles us. I pray to Sophia for your victory, he says. Um, yeah, Jay, what do you think about that? We calling you out for that trans-vegan phobia. You, you've been dead naming me, calling me he and stuff, not recognizing that I'm a woman now, right? No, like, I've pretty consistently been calling you Tristana. So okay, all right, cool. Pretty consistent last two weeks. Um, and your brother in the Discord can confirm that I always referred to you as <laughs> Tristana. Sweet. All right, that's good, man. I, I maybe you got the ADL, uh, the letter that I had my other sponsors. Shout out to the ADL. Shout out to my sponsors at the ADL for uh, hitting up hitting up Jay and letting him know that he has been dead naming me. So thank you for stopping that. Derek McAdams, uh, what's up over there in the chat? Derek McAdams, Yon World. There we go. Yon World tip twenty bucks. Didn't say anything. William Kareen tip five bucks. But then we got the big. We got Evan Gill. Evan Gill. Thank you so much. But. He, insults me with a big fat $100 Rockfin tip. This is crazy. You guys are loving the content on Rockfin and uh, and I, I can't thank you guys enough for supporting on Rockfin. You guys are you guys are the ones who support this and you know, the Open Society Foundation, the Carnegie Endowment, but for the most part, you guys. Evan Gill says, if Trissy the sissy receives 0.016 BTC, his Rockfin shall flourish. I'm going to move to Santa Cruz and merge with Neptune Whilst receiving psychic driving from Holligan Graham Jolly West, Donald Ewan Cameron, I guess maybe that was doctor, supposed to be doctor. Uh, I'm going to uh, move to a, a virtual Cayman Islands with Tom Cruise, and it's going to be called, uh, I'm going to call him Tom Coom. Nice. And we're going to call it the Cayman Islands in my virtual. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to. Um... I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna actually merge with Tom Cruise as well, and Dr. Ewan Cameron and Jolly West, and I'm gonna merge with uh, Boris Johnson. We're gonna actually 
create like a like a chain link being and we'll do this via blockchain and we'll do this you know this will be uploaded into the cloud it'll, so it'll be the anti-human centipede no we're, we're gonna call it the cumin centipede actually oh yeah humanity the cumin. are you a human or a cumin no yeah we know who be a cumin Cumin centipede. All right. So he says, by the way, Jay, from your last stream, I do go into comatose states until you and Tristan upload. LOL. Enough clowning. Jesus is the son of God. Orthodoxy is true. Fear nobody but God Almighty. Hey, Evan Gill, you're a man, man. Thank you so much. Or, shit, are you a woman? Do you identify as a woman? I'm sorry if I dead named you. Michael Trent now donated two bucks. ELC tip ten bucks. Says, Jimmy Dore committed heresy against the cathedral by opposing the war in Syria. Uh, you mean the liber liberation efforts in Syria? Um, the, the democratization of Syria. I think you spelled those wrong. Thank you, ELC. If you don't want to, if you don't want to spread democracy, you're yeah. a bigot and a fascist. Right, homophobe, transphobe, all those things, all the bad things. Cookies. I, I mean, I will not rest until everyone in Syria is a vegan. Maybe I'll, I'll be happy if they become trans vegan. I mean, that's one at least one step, or and maybe transgender. Um, cookies tip two bucks and then Michael Trout says I wear my mask while I sleep science thank you Michael Mick Ale dude Mick Ale Mick Ale tipping a big old fat 50 bucks says technocraps can shove it finally got ourselves another young boomer little age stream question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark uh, my name is now Tom Coon Tom Coon and, I, and I'm the Coon centipede so <laughs> alright thank you guys over there got a, got a few over here uh Look at that. What is this? My, I have my own, my own brother finally wants to talk to me. I, my brother, Chase Haggard, donated five bucks. That's my actual brother donating five bucks to me because I refuse to talk to him unless he sends me super chats. Isn't that awesome? Um, so, yeah, that's the only way we really communicate is via super chats. So I haven't talked to him in years. He says, uh, subscribe to my Patreon and I'll teach you the secrets that Jesus taught almost 2,000 years ago. <laughs> there you go. Get his Patreon. Uh, Patreon, a.k.a. OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, we all know we all know what your what your Patreon model is, Chase Haggard. So yeah, you can find Chase. He's the Cumin Centipede on uh, OnlyFans. Uh, Doctor exposing powerful lies. Donated five bucks. Says I'm a guy now. Cause now, cause I learned all the secrets. Learned them at my totally not gay lodge with all my totally not gay lodge mates. I'm a spooky magician. Hey, we we got. He must be a he must be a master mason. He must be a master, a master Baton Mason. Uh, Bear Roots, dude, Bear Roots, what's up? Bear Roots, I know Bear Roots. Bear Roots called in before. Bear Roots is awesome. She's, she's got a family. She's a farmer. Bear Roots donated 100 bucks. Says Bear Roots Radio on Telegram. I'll make you an admin in Jay Dyer. She's trying to pay me to admin on her Telegram. Man, I barely ever use Telegram. But Bear Roots, because I like you, I'll have, to, I'll have to do that. I'll have to go over there to your Telegram. Uh, Bear Roots donated five bucks. Says, uh, "I'm the real elite, and they're Satanists. We the real royals. We are from Normandy." Don't know what that's about. Jay Dyer, I need to talk to him personally. Uh oh, Bear Roots Farmer's coming at you. She's coming. Uh -huh. All right, you just said, since you sent that super chat, I'll. You don't I'll, directly speak to Anissa Love. Yeah, come on. You, you want to speak to him personally? You're gonna have to go through me. You're gonna have to go through the hierarchy of uh, the assistants to the boomers who yeah. are my. The lower level ascended masters, you're gonna have to go through them first. Uh, they be trying to kill me now. 25, 2012, the rifle king died and no one listened to him. I don't know if that's some. What's that? Stalin murdered my family and then ran Eastern Orthodox out of Russia. Dang, that's crazy. Thank you for this five five dollar donation. Another five dollar donation says, "Okay, talk later." A Viking blooded royal Vikings UN fled to South Africa for a reason. Alright, Dr. Exposing Powerful Lies, donate eight bucks. Is uh, sending my love via super chat. Been missing our calls. I hope to make the next one. I'm gonna go tip Jay Dyer over at his Rockfin channel. Please thank, do. Yeah. thank you both for introducing me to orthodoxy. God bless. Dr. Exposing Powerful Lies. Thank you, man. We appreciate that. And um I'm glad to be somewhat useful to you, man. Glad to be glad to be useful to some of y'all. Uh, Bear Roots donated five bucks. Buckingham Palace is now back in the rightful hands of the Wright family. WW1 is over. Ended 1998 when Grand Duchess died. She wasn't 17. She was 98. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But it's f but it was a five dollar statement. So I guess I guess that's <laughs> you paid five bucks to say that. But I don't know what that's about. Thank you very much, Bear Roots. Uh, Justin Lovato donated twenty bucks. Says Malcolm X hat money. There you go. 
get that X. X. Get the X. That's the member uh, Exhibit. Then Exhibit used to do the X too. Another early 2000s rapper. For all I you. you don't know, don't remember the trend of the Malcolm X hats and pants and shirts. That was huge, dude. Every rapper. I don't remember the Malcolm like you, X. I come home and I watch you on TV raps with Dr. Dre and Ed Lover and everybody's wearing X gear. I don't remember that, man. Was that, that was late 90s? Oh, early 90s, dog. Yeah, see, that was early 90s. So I would, look, dude, I, in 1993, I was... I, I mean, I, what gender were you at that time? I was, ma- I was still a man. I wasn't even trans-vegan yet. Right. I hadn't even realized I was trans-vegan. Uh, and I still was a man. I was a young man. I didn't realize I was a woman yet. I didn't, I didn't realize that women's bathrooms, that women's public bathrooms are way cleaner than men's rooms yet. So I was still, I was still male. But I was also six years old in 1993, dude. I wasn't watching MTV raps. Yo, MTV raps. I, I didn't get MTV till I was like 12 or something. And then, it, and then MTV destroyed my mind, my fickle little mind. Um, where were you donate five bucks? Just trying to wrap my head around how Irenaeus could be so good on doctrine, but get Jesus' age so wrong. Protestants love to bash reliability of tradition because of this mistake. Any explanation for this mistake? Yeah, I, I have not heard of that. Jay, what's up with that? Irenaeus got Jesus' age wrong. Why? Yes, uh, shocker, church fathers got things wrong. Wait, somebody got something wrong? Yes. Well, debunked. Anything that... X-Gear, baby. X-Gear from the 90s. Oh, dope, yo. You got the, you got the Rasta colors? It does. I wonder if they... If they made Malcolm the brand, X, so there was different brands. Cross colors, dog. My cross colors, dude. I want to find some of those pants. I'd wear those pants. These retro Malcolm X hoodies, dude. They go for like hundred bucks. Dude, we got. Hey, you guys got to keep these super chats coming. I got. I got a shopping spree to go on. I'm about to get some Malcolm X pants. Malcolm X hoodie. I'm about to get some. some Fresh gear, dude. Some Fila fresh gear. Dang, man. Fila. 90s X, baby. Look at that. That's a... That's some swag. All right. Dr. Exposed Powerful Lies. Donate five bucks. We already read that one. All right, guys. Hey, thank all you guys for supporting. All you bigots over there. All you bigots on Rockfin. Keeping the Rockfin flowing. Keeping that Rockfin flowing. Thank you very much. The World Economic Forum even tipped on Rockfin. How cool is that? WEF giving two bucks. Um, all right, we're here over here with Jay Dyer. You guys are watching on YouTube. We're like Klaus Suave. <laughs> Klaus Suave. Rico Suave. So now I, I get that reference. I'm old enough for that one. Um, so you finally did. Do, have, you, have you heard of that? <laughs> have you heard of rap music? Did they <laughs> have that in California when you were there? Did they have the rap? <laughs> they had a couple of those. They had a couple. You guys, we're going to be going live just on Rockfin to go deep on the fourth industrial revolution. Big tech getting into your body. Big tech, big pharma, putting stuff in you, putting stuff in your body. So we're going to be going over there live on Rockfin, uncensored in a few minutes. Why don't we just, let's see, how long have we been going on YouTube? We've been going about an hour on YouTube. We'll give it another 10 minutes. Another 10 minutes and then we go, we're going to talk about the stabby jabbies. We're going to talk about Klaus Schwab, the big plans that the big, the big, the big boys Shout out to uh, uh, rest in peace, um, Alan Watt. Alan Watt, man, great. He was a great researcher. I, I miss Alan Watt. I I still listen to Alan Watts up till the end, man. He was he was putting out great stuff, man. Yeah, I always like. Hi, liked folks. It. Hi, it, folks. I'm Alan Watt. You're listening to Cutting Through the Matrix. Cutting Through the, the Matrix. Boys have a lot planned for you today. So that yeah, shout out to Alan Watt. He passed away recently. We lost we lost a good one there. He was a good researcher. He always uh, he would always recommend good books for people to read. That's one thing Alan Watt did. A lot of yeah. a lot of researchers out there, you know, you got Jay Dyer. Jay Dyer is always quoting directly from books, telling you, "Look, if you want to look into this, this is where you're going to get it." I like how people get mad to they say you rip off Alan Watt. Did Alan Watt said to read the books, right? I mean, yeah. How am I ripping him off when he got it from books and I read the books that he recommended? It's not ripping him off, dude. <laughs> I read the books. Yeah, no. Pe- people want to turn it into uh, turn everything into some c- competition, right? Like it's like the truth. Mama, is, the truth is the truth, man. It's like you, the truth is the truth. You don't need nobody's got a special. Uh, I mean, you and I got enough real. rap beat. We don't need other people starting drunk. Dude, I got people ripping me off all the time, man. I had I, I got I, I hear people taking your flow. 
I got rappers. I got rappers that be rappers be plagiarizing me before I even throw down bars. That's what I'm saying. I'm on, I'm on that. Like, yeah, man. I mean, it's a lot of shit, shitty rap, but it's still taking your flow. When I hear shitty rap, I know they've taken Tristan's flow, which itself is still wrong. Dude, you think you think you know rap? You don't. You don't know anything about rap, man. You let's let's name, name the top rappers. Top three rappers. Young Boomer, Lil Aids, obviously. Kid Clay. Lil Aids. Uh, Special Ed. Come on. Um, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Come on. Winter, the Winter Hill Gang. Um, Come on. Steve Harwell. Smash Chris Mouth. Cross. What about Smash Mouth? Come on. Aaron, Chris, uh, Aaron Carter. Chris Cross. Aaron Carter. Uh, Come on. Uh, Positive K. Positive K. We're like Positive Gay. HIV positive. I, that was all the top rappers. That's it. That's the top nine. Yeah, all right. First of all, no, no Limb Biscuit, right? Fred Durst, not even in there. What's up with that? Steve Harwell, the greatest rapper ever of. Uh, like Steve Harvey to you. You think Steve Harvey is the best rapper? Steve Harvey. I don't even know who that is, dude. Who's Steve the TV Harvey? host, Steve Harvey. Who? You know who Steve Harvey is. Dude, I'm not a boomer. I don't know these guys. Dama, you don't know who anybody is. <laughs> Dude, the Steve Harwell of Smash Mouth, you didn't even list him. Aaron Carter, you didn't even list him. Like <laughs> K Fed, number ten. Kevin, Fe- Kevin Federline, K Fetty. K Fed. I call him Cafetti. Cafetti. <laughs> you don't even you don't even name them. Like you, and you and you then just you you say that I don't have raps, but I could just like off the top of my head just make up all sorts of flows, man. You want to hear something? I'm sure you could plagiarize. And plagiarize. Plagiarize. Copy a lot of rappers off the top of your head. Cause we've, cause Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking pretty dumb okay. with a finger and a thumb in the okay. shape of an L on her forehead. Yo, okay. the years start coming Yo. and they don't okay. stop coming. Fed to the rules. I hit the ground running. running. Did it make sense not to live for fun? Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Dumb. So much to do, so much to see, so much wrong with taking the back streets. Boom. Boom. I put it in the hoop like slam. I heard the crowd screaming out jam. You know that I'm telling you the facts because that's how I beat Shaq. I just made that up. Listen, off the top of my head. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, that's it, guys. That's it. We're done. No, I'm kidding. All right, wait. Let me make sure we're still going on Rock. Right, we're live on Rockfin. We're live on YouTube. We're going to have about five minutes left on YouTube. Chris we're is about to on go Rockfin. live over on the Prawn Hub. We're going on Rockfin. We can say what we want on Rockfin. YouTube. Sorry, guys, who are watching on YouTube. Sorry, guys, who are watching on YouTube who don't want to go over to Rockfin. Only fans right now. I'm not on OnlyFans yet. Not only fans, yeah, but we got the uh, the Rockfin link is up here in the chat. Second half of this is going to be live on Rockfin. We're talking fourth industrial revolution. We're talking brain chips. We're talking brain chips. We're talking with uh, we're talking with Jay Dyer over here. Jay'sanalysis.com. Jay's on Rockfin as well, guys. So if you subscribe to our content on Rockfin, you get all his stuff, his premium content, my premium. I'll content. leave a tip so I can get rid of this boomer lawn chair. That's right. That's right. Lawn chair fun. We got a funds to get a real chair. Leave a tip so I can uh, so I can get my, my Malcolm X parachute pants as well. All right, guys. Here we go. Jay Dyer over on Rockfin. Myself, Tristan Haggard over on Rockfin. We are going live over there. The link is in the chat. The link is in the description. I'm ending the feed on YouTube, guys. We're transitioning over there. We're going to talk about the vaccine rollout, the vaccine passports, how this is leading us down the slippery slope into dehumanizing technocracy, what's really happening. We're going deep on the real issues here. We're not just talking Limp Bizkit and Aaron Carter and uh, Smash Mouth, the greatest rappers alive. Although we will mainly be talking about those. We're going to mainly, we're mainly going to talk about Aaron Carter, Smash Mouth and Steve uh, and uh, Limp Bizkit. Let's be honest. But uh, we're talking Limp Bizkit and brain chips. We're talking, we're talking Smash Mouth, 90s one-hit wonders, and, uh, and the fourth industrial revolution. We're talking, we're talking Aaron Carter and, uh, and geoengineering. So this is, uh, 
This is what we're doing, guys. We're going over there right now and in the stream on YouTube. Thanks, you guys, for watching on YouTube. We are done over there. Hold on. Let me just make sure. I think we're like 15 seconds back. Here's the link for the Rockfin stream, guys, in the chat, and it is pinned, and it's in the uh, it's in the description of the video, too. You guys watching on YouTube, thank you. YouTube's all right. It's cool, but on Rockfin, we can say what we want. We don't have to say, we don't have to, uh, what do you call it? We don't have to censor ourselves. We can say what we want, and we can go deep on these issues. So YouTube, we're out. Go see the, uh, the Real Deal Deep Dive over there on Rockfin right now. The link's in the description. Link's in the chat. See you guys there. Okay.